Hey, broken salespeople. So this episode, I'm going to talk about something that's been bothering you guys. What's the difference between retail sales and business to business sales? That's what's up on this episode of the Broken Salespeople podcast. Hey, Broken Salespeople, welcome to the workshop. My name is Red Staffstrom, and we are here to help you fix your broken sales skills. So today, I want to answer some questions that I've been getting. And prior to doing that, I want to go into a story. So the question that I always get is, I talk a lot about how retail is different from B2B, which is different from relationship-style sales, and how do you know each and how do you differentiate them? So I want to kind of explain my background. I started really purely as a hard close retail style salesperson. I started with telemarketing um, as a stockbroker, did most of my business over the phone. Did fairly well doing that, but felt kind of slimy uh, when the company that I was a part of closed its doors. This was shortly after the big flash crash, uh, where the Dow lost a thousand points in 10 minutes with still to this day, no real explanation. Um, they called it a fat finger trade where somebody put a B instead of an M and sold a billion shares instead of a million or a billion dollars versus a million. Don't know if that's true, but it's the explanation we kind of got. Left there and I started with really a multi-level marketing company, um, selling door to door with numerous products, direct energy, AT&T, did pretty well doing that. I had my script down, I would train people, recruit people, did pretty well doing that. I survived about a year and a half, which in door to door sales is a lifetime. Then I got my job in car sales did car sales for three or four years. But the story I want to tell you is for the first interview that I had for car sales, I was young and I was arrogant. And I'm still arrogant. I'm just not as young anymore. I walked in and the guy who I was talking to, his name was Sam. Really like good guy. He's one of the funniest guys I ever worked with. Um, me and him would constantly insult each other back and forth all the time. Um, he often threatens to punt my redheaded head across the street. And my response was generally to critique his like, well, that's kind of a redundancy. Why would you say redheaded head? You could have used ginger or something like that. And then he would tell me to, you know, a bunch of other insults. Um but it was that kind of relationship where I would just critique and play Russian judge to the insults that he would hurl my way. The first time I met him, it was in a February. Um, and I don't remember, know why I remember this, but this one sentence, this one question really stands out. I sat down with him and he asked me, why do I want to sell cars? My response was, well, it doesn't matter what I sell. Yeah, I like cars, but once you know how to sell, the widget doesn't really matter. Once you know how to sell, the widget doesn't really matter. Now, Sam, who'd been doing sales for about 15, 20 years at that point, said that was one of the best interview answers he ever heard. And that's probably why it stuck with me, is that 
instant praise from somebody who I thought knew what he was doing. And he really did. He didn't know what he was doing. He knew how to move metal. He knew how to sell cars. But the arrogance and ignorance of that statement didn't really hit me for until years later, years and years later. If you've sold cars, you know how to sell cars. That doesn't mean you know how to sell business to business. It doesn't mean you know how to sell real estate. It doesn't mean you know how to build a relationship. Sure, you could be friendly with somebody, but there's not that long-term trust, generally speaking, with most automotive salespeople. Yes, there are exceptions to the rule. There are people who get their customers to come back to them over and over and over and over again. That's not in dispute. I'm talking about 80% of car salespeople. 80% of car salespeople do not have that. They do not have that repeat referral business the way the top 20% does. They are reactive as opposed to proactive. They wait for an up to come onto the lot. And then they do everything they can to close that person. That was who I was, and I was very good at it. I, I was able to stick in the trenches, argue, punch, counterpunch, hard close, um, nail them down on a number. Even if the number wasn't realistic, I was always able to go back to the desk with an agreement. If we did this, they would drive away in that car. That was what my job always was. Once I realized that, I got to be very good. Let's figure out the number, figure out the number, figure out the number. Once I get them to agree to a number, if we're not that far apart, there's some wiggle room there. But once they agree to something, I was able to move forward. Then I got into B2B sales. And I realized it's completely different. See, when I was selling cars, I had to find a yes in order to get to the real yes. In B2B sales, it was different. I wanted to start in B2B by finding a no. It's kind of counterintuitive, right? Like I had to start framing my argument in a completely different way. It wasn't about where we agreed. It was where we couldn't agree. That was my style with B2B sales. Um, I sold credit cards to trucking companies. And the start of my conversation was, hey, I'm going to be completely blunt with you. We help people who do this, 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 and this. If that's not you, I'm willing to left foot, right foot repeat. I was more than happy to do that. I told them what wouldn't work to start the conversation. Meanwhile, with car sales, I had to find what worked. I had to push what worked and then really nail down on it. B2B, it was a completely different organization. I had to go for the no's in order to get to a yes, as opposed to get a yes and then keep building on that yes. It's a completely different organization. Some of you guys still don't understand what I'm talking about. So I want to explain it in terms of comedy. I did stand-up comedy for about a year in New York City. And I'm not going to say I was great at it because I was only there a year. And it was while I was still doing college full-time, about 70 miles away. So it's not like I was living in New York City full-time and was able to just pop into an open mic. I had to plan my classes around when I could go and go into an open mic. 
B2B sales is not like stand-up comedy, but retail sales is. See, in retail sales, you can have your script. You could have your setup walk around for that car. And I had those down packed. I knew every point on each quarter panel that I would go into when I walked around that car. That was my tight five. If you studied stand-up at all, you know that all the greats, have a tight five. They have that five minutes. They can go on one of the late shows and absolutely kill. I had that. That's what it is when you work retail sales. You have your pitch, and then it's all about refining it over and over and over and over again, changing this word, tweaking that word. That's what retail sales is. It's learning that pitch over and over again. Meanwhile, when you work B2B sales or you work relationship sales, it's not about repeating the script over and over again. It's more like doing improv comedy. Now to the layman, there's no difference. You're standing up on stage and you're making people laugh. But an improv comic has to be reactive. They have to understand and change and adapt. Meanwhile, a retail salesperson can say the script over and over again, and law of averages, they're going to make the sales they're going to make. Sure, they may be able to fine-tune it by 5 or 10%, but a B2B salesperson who is purely only delivering that type 5 over and over and over again will miss their audience. It doesn't sound natural. It sounds like, hey, you can have your pitch down, and everybody will love you because you have that monologue. No. B2B, relationship style sales, is not a monologue. It's about building a relationship. Have you ever gone on a date and been the person who talked the whole time or your date didn't stop talking? That's what happens. That's retail versus a B2B salesperson. If they are doing all the talking, if you are doing all the talking, the date isn't going very well. You need to build the relationship by showing active listening, diving deeper, figure out what works, what doesn't work, where can you agree, where can you disagree. That's where the real relationship lives. So if you want to be great at selling houses, doing SME, small and medium uh, enterprise business sales, you can't only do it with a script. You can't memorize that elevator pitch and repeat it ad nauseum. What you have to do is learn to listen, learn to react, learn to change and adapt based on what they are looking for. I hope this helps. I hope you guys have really enjoyed this episode. Please take the time to like, subscribe, review. It all really helps the channel. Um, you can find out more information on brokensalespeople.com. And until next time, go fix yourself.